Welcome, everybody. Hey, it's Saturday morning, the 15th, and it must be the morning for Mitchell Lewis. He, he is our guest today. We're very excited to have him. We're going to have him talk about a lot of stuff that's going on astrologically right now. There's one major event that's happening. We're going to be talking about it. I think we'll be talking about it in depth because there's just a whole lot of stuff to say about it. So anyway, and, you know, Mitchell's just a great astrologer. He's done some marvelous work, and um, he's been my show, been on my show a few times before. But this morning we're going to be talking um, a little bit more about what's been going with the pandemic. He did a seminar, I believe, last weekend, and it's going to be interesting. He's going to talk a little bit about that. And we're also going to be talking about, I finally get to do this chart, guys. I'm so excited. We're doing Aaron Rodgers' chart. Now, if you don't know who Aaron Rodgers is, he's the quarterback for Green Bay. And um, he's very good, very, very good. And for some reason, I was reading about him. I thought he was kind of intense sort of guy. I was thinking, well, I want to look up his chart because I want to see what he's got. Well, I, I literally fell over on the floor when I saw it because it's, it's not alarming, but it's, it's just so intense you know, and um, he's really done a lot of things recently, like he's emceed Jeopardy, and he did a good job on that, really good job. And so, um, and he also wanted to be in the law, which makes total sense, being a Sagittarius. So anyway, we're going to talk about him a little bit, but we're going to do, basically going to talk about all the stuff that's going on right now astrologically, because there is a lot. So we're going to be doing that. So. Anyway, we're going to take a break really quick here. And when we get back, we're going to have the Astro Celebrity of the Week, who is Aaron Rodgers, and all that good stuff. So this is the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. Alternative Talk 1150. We're on your radio at 1150 AM. We're on your HD radio at 98.9 Channel 3. So many ways to listen. We're on the web at 1150kknw.com. Streaming live audio and video as well as MP3 archives of many of our shows. So many ways to listen. And now, we're on your smartphone or tablet. Download our free app in the Apple App Store or Google Play and take Alternative Talk 1150 anywhere you go. So many ways to listen. No other station delivers this much variety. Alternative Talk 1150. And welcome back to the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. And now it's time for the Astro Celebrity of the Week. Okie dokie. Okay, so we're going to bring on Mitch Lewis right now because I wanted him involved with the um, analysis of this guy. Hi, Mitch. How are you? Hi. Hi, Eileen. It's good to see I love, you. love the name of your show. You know, my website is I know. So, I'm following I, you. I grabbed it before you did. That's, That's okay. I can give that over to you. So, yeah. And now, Mitch um, is interesting because this is the first time I've actually been able to see him. We're doing this on Zoom, and he's He's facing me on on the screen since our wonderful producer got a webcam so we can actually see our guests, which is fabulous. Thank you, Nathan. Anyway, so um, let's talk about Mr. Uh, Rogers here. His birthday is December 2nd, 1983, born at 2.50 p.m. in the afternoon, and that's his Pacific Standard Time. That's stupid, but that's all right. Chico, California. Well, it is Pacific Standard Time. That was Chico. He was born. So anyway, let's talk a little bit. 
I mean, where do you start with his chart? His charts three three houses. That's it. There's nothing well, else. He has obviously, as you know, a very very intense chart, yep. and <laughs> Green Bay could certainly use a winning team. Yes, yes. <laughs> it's been a while. Yeah. Um, look. First, the first thing that you notice is that Aaron has a son, Uranus, conjunct very, very close. That's true. It's uh, a, a, an individualistic person. Yeah. In fact, I just did a chart for somebody, uh, one of my old friends, whose son has a son, Uranus. Conjunct. Oh, okay. I had to explain to her, you need to let this child do what he wants to do. Yes. He's going to tell you that I'm done with school. I want to do this instead. I'm going to go. I'm going to become a pilot. I'm going, whatever it is he decides to do, or I'm going to be a football star. That's right. No matter what and it you know, is. <laughs> right. And you know, Sage, of course, rules has it well, has a great deal to do with athletics. Yes. In fact, I had a girlfriend years ago had five also had five planets in Sagittarius. She was a skier, she water skiing, whatever, threw herself out of airplanes, you know. Yeah. And I sat and I'm I being a cancer, even though I have a Sag moon ascendant, would sit by the fireplace and wait till she came back and hope <laughs> right. she I was gonna say you're sitting at home waiting for her. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, she she dragged me up to the top of mountains and said, Now go down. <laughs> so he, yeah, he he's a very explosive uh person in his own way, of course. Yeah. Uh and the, and he's got Jupiter there close yes. enough to the sun to be influential that's right uh, and the jupiter is very close to the south node yeah and he's got the mercury neptune conjunct so yes. truthfully this guy is very out there does not probably his concept of boundaries and limitations isn't what most people yes i would agree you know this latest girlfriend he's got the one he's engaged to He's gone through a lot of women, okay, and this is interesting when you look at his chart through that filter. But um, she's a Scorpio, naturally. Or, well, he's got a Scorpio moon, and yes, he does. So there's a connection there. But um, they are like literally in each other's back pocket, you know, and they would be, you know. With well, don't forget, like, he's got there's two things. I, I don't mean to but don't jump in. Perfectly all right. He's got a Taurus rising. Yeah. So there is a side to him that is, while the Sag is all over the place, Taurus rising is much more settled. Yeah. And he's got Saturn in the seventh house. Yeah. Along with the moon. Right. This yes. is a guy who actually, I'm not saying he's going to be faithful or he's going to stay married, but he wants a real relationship. Yes, he does. Yeah. Sages, sages can be incredibly romantic. We think of them as kind of flighty, which they can be. Yes. But they also have this tremendous, this Jupiterian desire to expand whatever they come in contact with. Yes. And when you put Saturn in, in the seventh, that's a person who, and, and the Taurus rising, putting Scorpio on the seventh house. Cusp, right, right. That's a person who, who wants stability, wants mm -hmm. structure. Yeah, yeah. And now, you know. I was going to say what we're looking at right now, too, is Uranus is sitting just over that ascendant, a little further than right. that. And it's going to be or has been or well, will Uranus be. Uranus is almost uh, exactly opposite as Saturn. That's what I was going to say. So that's, those, that's are the, the, those are the things that are going to be, you know, really looked at, you know. Right. And Saturn. Saturn is squaring Saturn. Yes, that's right. Because we have the Uranus-Saturn square in the sky. So what's happening to Aaron is that his whole sense of longevity. Yeah. Capricorns, you know, Saturn, you know, Capricorns live forever. Yes. My mother's my mother's a Capricorn. She's 95. Okay. Uh, or as I say to people, she's only 95. Oh, yeah, right. She gets older, she gets better. You know, they well, do get uh, younger as they get older. So. Right. And that's true. 
Yeah. Well, you know, I always say uh, uh, Capricorns are born old. Yes. As everybody else is bending over, they're straightening up. Yes, right. That's cool. And they feel more comfortable later in life. That's right. They can really grow into their own skin and, and actually be appreciated for what they are. I mean, they're basically an elder, you know, in the tribe, you know, right. that that is um, that is saying, okay, when you're ready to hear from me, I'll, t- I'll talk to you. But until then, never mind. <laughs> you know. The Saturn, the Saturn in the seventh house tends Nothing is 100%. Right. Tends to imply that a marriage that you have a little later in life will better. Yes, I agree. I agree. I know some people with that placement who married in their 20s and divorced. And then they got remarried and they stayed with the person you know, right. for the past. So, I mean, you, th- you wouldn't have to think, even though he's been through a fair amount of relationships in the last, say, 10, 15 years, that he takes each relationship very seriously, as well as moving through it very slow to make sure everything is going at the right pace for him. Because if it goes moves too fast, it's going to freak him out. But then you look at all that stuff in the eighth house and it says, but I want to go fast. You know, well, son, you're honest. I mean, yes, you know, exactly. There's no patience. It's, it's, no, you know, no, let's now. move. Let's get married next week. We just met this week. So, you know, right. you know, so there, there are some interesting conflicts there. But I think it's classically a Plutonian chart all the way around he does mm-hmm. have Venus-Pluto conjunct, even though it's out of sign. You know, so there's that element there, too. Scorpio in the seventh house. And then the moon and Saturn in the seventh. That's also dictating how his relationships go. And a bunch of planets in the eighth house. Yeah, I mean, he, he couldn't yeah. have any. That's totally, you know, I keep wondering, you know, that football is an okay profession for him, but he needs to go deeper in life. Well, he's with Mercury-Neptune. Yeah. Remember, oh, that's true. One- we are more than one thing at a time. Yeah, right. You know, we all are. We're, we're a mixture. And sometimes one part of your personality is dominant and then that will pull back and another one gets a chance. That's right. Yeah. And um, a Mercury Neptune isn't necessarily going to look at things in a, in a real realistic way. But, you know, because of the eighth house influence, I mean, he has to keep diving really deep into the bottom of that pool, you know, till he finds out the answers he's looking for. So it seems to me that he could be on the other side. If he didn't choose football, he was going to go into law before he took a left turn at football, you know, and he found himself. Possible. He, look, he also could have been a poet. I mean, you don't make any money in poetry, but you've got a Mercury-Neptune conjunct. There is that, that side of you that yeah. can be very, very spiritual and musical. That's right. Yeah. I wonder if he not. does music. Well, he might, uh, or it may just be a great love okay. of music. Yeah. And because his north node's in the second house and the south node's in the eighth, he this is a person who makes a lot of money. He's got to learn what to do with it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Book Otherwise, he could, he could wind up, as many athletes do yeah. later in life, or movie stars or rock right. stars. Right. And they're, they're working in a, in a car wash, God forbid. Yeah. Um, but there were many rock stars who had second, eighth house, either nodal positioning yeah. or a lot of planets. And they just couldn't, you know, yes, what does a rock and roller know about money? Yeah. Hey, I got it in my pocket. Let's spend it. Yeah, that's right. So that's really not exactly very deep, but that's what they know. That's what they've done. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the thing of it is, is that when you look at the bottom line in this chart, it's all about power for him. Where's the power? Does he have it? Does somebody else have it? Is something, does he want from another person? 
what is that that's going on? What's that dynamic that's going on? So part of it, part of it is the Saturn placement. Yes. Oh, that's that is very much the foundation of all our. our yeah, power. it thinks it has to earn it first before right. it will get it. You know, and he will earn it through through his relationship. Yes. Eventually, I this guy, I believe, has a very. I, no, you can't say this is what's going to happen. Of I course, know, that's, that's true. Astrologers get into trouble, but the implication is is that he will do better in a firm marriage. Yes. When you look at the fifth house cusp, which is ruled by Leo, mm -hmm. and the sun conjuncts Uranus. Children may or may not. They may not follow that ground. They may not. Right. They may not show ground. up. Yeah. Uh, and if they do, they'll be very unusual. They'll be Uranian. Yeah, that's true. In their nature, you yeah, know. It, uh, it's interesting to watch him in interviews. He's very slowly speaks, which is probably the Neptune Mercury thing. Yeah, that's very exactly. Slow. But yeah. it's also very grounded in what he's saying, and he doesn't say anything that he doesn't mean. Well, I think he learned from childhood. Mm -hmm. When you have a Mercury-Neptune, if you, if you, I, I, I'm trying not to get political because there are some politicians who come to mind who have a yes, Mercury-Neptune. Yes, we know right, who that is. One in too, particular, yes. right? Yeah. And if that person never learns the lessons, yes, they grow up and they talk off the top of their head. They right. they have no idea what they're saying. Yeah. But the child who either has smart parents or or has it within them. They learn that the truth is is very very important. Yes. Yeah. Because that Neptune can go either way. Yes, that's Either true. it can make you a terrible liar, or it can make you so so succinct in what you say. And that might I I I don't know Aaron. I've never met him or even seen him interviewed. Right. But just from the chart, I, I would yeah. say that that if he pulls this chart together, he could become something. You know, again, the, a lot of people have a first career. Mm-hmm in sports or in the arts or whatever it is, and they become yeah. very famous. And then, you know, Audrey Hepburn at more or less the height of her career gave up Hollywood and went and washed lepers feet, you yeah, know, for the rest right. of her life. Exactly. You know? yeah. She had a, a great need and a desire to serve. And, and I think that Aaron, whether it, whether it's the law or not, because Sage does rule his ninth. Yeah. Well, in, in the Coke house system, it's, it might be a little different in Placidus. Right. Right. Systems. Right. I use Coke house system too. Right. So, oh, good. Yeah. Um, I just find it far better. And, you know, I do a lot of medical astrology. Mm -hmm. And house, the ruler, house rulers are vital yeah. when you're analyzing a chart. And I find Coke to be much better than Placidus. Yeah. But, of course, they only work with, within a certain part of the Right, right, globe. exactly. If you're too far north, too far south, you get these tiny little houses. Yeah, then and, it gets know, messed up. So. And you use equal houses or whatever. Okay. But, yeah, and... and uh, <laughs> Again, I'd, I'd love to see Green Bay, you know. Yeah, me too. Season. I would too. It, but, you know, just one more thing before we take a break. He uh, was on um, Jeopardy emceeing the show for a couple of weeks. Right. And I watched him. That's so right. That's right. I did see him. You're right. He I was very him. good, very succinct, especially that one time that he said, well, this team did this, and it was about the, the Packers, right? And nobody knew the answer. And he goes, the Packers. <laughs> he went, Come on, guys, <laughs> you know, and it was really funny. But, um, it, well, of course, having a sense of humor is so ne necessary for a Sagittarius. Anywho, but, um, I, you know, I just think he has he has a lot of depth and you can see it at the face and you can dive down and see all the little layers, all the little teeny layers underneath. I, at least that's the way I see it being Pisces. I can just see that stuff. 
know? And with all those, with Sag being on the south node and all those planets being on the south node, one one might imply that he already was a lawyer yeah. in another lifetime. A good point. That's not point. really what he's supposed to do. Yeah. He's supposed to learn Gemini, which is yeah. interaction one-on-one. -on -one. What He was really doing a Gemini job during Jeopardy. He was right? reading That's the questions right. and all that. That's a very Gemini Sagittarius type of show. You can really Absolutely. see it play out. I so. miss I miss Alex Trebek every night. I do too. But anyway, so anyway, we're going to take a really quick break here. And when we get back, we're going to be talking to Mitch about his latest uh, seminar that he just did. It was about the pandemic and how we're going to be after all this. Uh, anyway, so this is the Jupiter Rising show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. This is Martha Norwalk, every Sunday morning beginning at 9 a.m. Thanks in part to Anti-Ikipu, the product that gets the stink out, we cover the world of animals. This week, May 16th, it's Behavior Training and Healing Sunday with me, and talk with your human or animal loved ones on this side or the other, and personal awareness coaching with Natasha Venter. I hope you can join us and plan to call in with your questions for me or Natasha on Martha Norwalk's Animal World, Sunday morning, 9 a.m. to noon, right here on Alternative Talk, a.m. 1150. Find out the latest about your favorite shows on Alternative Talk 1150. Check out 1150kknw.com. And welcome back to the Jupiter Rising show right here on KKNW. I'm Eileen Grimes, astrologer, your host. And with me today is Mr. Mitchell Lewis. He is from New York City, I believe. And let's before we go to your seminars, let's talk about Jupiter and Pisces. <laughs> it's interesting, isn't it? Well, you know, I, what I like about Jupiter, uh, besides the fact that I have a, a Sage moon ascendant. Yes, of course. Um, it, you know, is that Jupiter has a very clear round orbit. Yes. It takes 12 years, one year through each side. Yes. It's almost perfect. It's right in the middle before Saturn and all the outer planets. And it's, you know, after the more personal planets, it's kind of, and, and that's, I like I like the fact that it rules philosophy. One of the things about Jupiter that I wrote uh, uh, and on, in my newsletter last month is I was trying to to draw the distinction between religion and faith. Mm -hmm. There are people who say those who lack faith seek religion. Mm -hmm. Yes. Now I don't separate the two. You can be very religious and very spiritual too. But there are many people who are very religious who don't have a sense of faith. And there are people who are very, have tremendous faith and don't care about formalized yeah. religion. Right. Um, and Jupiter going into Pisces, Jupiter is the ancient ruler of Pisces, of course, as you know. Mm -hmm. uh, I still give some of the planets co-rulership. Mm -hmm. I give Saturn some influence over Aquarius. Sure. I give Mars certainly a placement in, in uh, Scorpio. Mm -hmm. But I don't, I've never liked Jupiter in Pisces, personally. Okay. Maybe my own, you know, what I've gone through in my own life right. with religion and, and different philosophies and things. Uh, I think that Pisces is very much Neptune. Yeah. Um, I agree. <laughs> but when you have Jupiter entering Pisces and you have that for a year, mm -hmm. every 12 years, the world goes through this period where we are forced to do some analysis about what do we really believe in? Mm -hmm. what, is, what is most important? What is our faith all about? Right. And it seems to show up, well, as everything does, uh -huh. just when humanity needs it. Yes. 
Yes, I agree. Now, go ahead. I'm sorry. It seems as though um, I was watching the news happening right around the time that it it went into Pisces, and I noticed that it was the big news. It was about the vaccines and also being able not you don't have to use your mask after you've been vaccinated. That's a big thing. Everybody got excited and was happy about that. Even so much so that I'm going to get my vaccine on Monday. I can't believe right, it. Good for you. Good for yeah, you. Yeah, I'm getting Johnson and Johnson. So uh, I, I got I got my vaccines. I got two shots of uh, Pfizer. Oh, you did quite a while ago. But here's another thing too to keep in mind. I mean, you know, uh, uh, let's get into the pandemic briefly. Because, yes, you know, yes, this yes. Falls in. Might as well take a left uh, turn at the pandemic. Yeah, since right. we're here. I, I just want to bring up. Uh, okay, some of my notes here. Okay. Um, during the first. During the 1918. Mm-hmm. Oh, pandemic. yes. Spanish flu. Yeah. Right. The Spanish flu. By the way, you know why it was called the Spanish flu? Because during that time, Spain was the only neutral country in Europe. So it was the only country whose whose news was not limited. Okay. And so they wrote about the flu. None of the other countries were allowed to write about it. Interesting. So Freak out know that. The, the soldiers. And so it became called the Spanish flu. Nothing to do with Spain or it's starting okay, it over just, there. That was the name it was tacked onto it. Okay, I get it. Okay, go right. ahead. <laughs> but during you know, the flu epidemic, in March of, of uh, 1918, Saturn was conjunct Neptune. Neptune was infectious. Mm-hmm. Saturn, of course, is the limiter. So what happened was the flu broke out in a couple of the, uh, in, in one uh, 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 army camp in Kansas, about a half dozen men got it, three of them died, and the rest recovered from it. And so they shipped them over into the incubator of the trenches of World War One. Oh, right. And then in October and November, when the war ended in 1918, and millions of men and women, nurses and soldiers and everybody else went back to their own countries. Right. Now Saturn was in opposition to Uranus. Okay. And the change was radical. Mm-hmm. Somewhere between 50 and 200 million people died. We don't know because India didn't keep good records. So oh. they have no idea how many people died in India. And during that time, you know what they were doing in India? They were burning bodies in the streets. Yeah, what are they like doing today? Doing right now. Yeah. Exactly. So we are we are at a very similar place when the when the pandemic started here, mm-hmm. Jupiter was in sextile to Neptune, mm-hmm. and I, I remember well in New York especially. I mean, this was a ghost town. You could play football in the middle of Second Avenue. Mm-hmm. There wasn't a car for a half an hour. It was frightening. It was like being in a twilight zone. Mm-hmm. And the and the flu the the influ, I mean the COVID nineteen starts. Jupiter, of course, is expansion. Right. Neptune is infectious diseases, but when something's in a trine or a sextile, it's more malleable. Mm-hmm. You can you can fix it. You can right. work with it. Right. It doesn't force itself on you. And so in the beginning, we didn't take it that seriously. I got COVID in April mm-hmm. last year. Uh, and I wore, you know, masks, face things, but not we didn't realize, not mm-hmm. at the beginning. Then Saturn squared Uranus. Mm-hmm. And what happens? The whole thing blows up. Yeah. And you have um, half a million people dead and millions of cases. And now India is exploding. And exactly in, in its own way, the same thing that happened in 1918. Right. Yeah. History always repeats itself. I'm it sorry, does. but and it the does. Flu, the flu did not end until almost 1920. Yes, that's right. It was two years. 
and yeah. there was a, an, a, a, a depression from mm -hmm. 1920 to 1922. Interesting. Most people don't know about because they don't, you know, we think of the 1929 depression. Right. And then the Roaring Twenties started. Okay. All right. I think we're, I think we're in a very similar position. I do too. I do too. I, I just have a feeling that even though things look good right now financially in the financial world, it's just so tenuous right now. Is it, we have a new tenuous and there are some things going on. Look, I, you know, people, everybody is calling me and writing me about Bitcoin because, you know, I was on the mercantile exchange for many years. And this is one of the things that I do. And I, I study right. the markets and I, I look at and I, I trade stocks and whatever. Mm -hmm. um, and, and I get that that cryptocurrency and BitChain is I mean, the blockchain is uh, is here. I don't think it's going to completely disappear. Yeah. I think for the most part, it's a con game. Yeah. I, and my biggest fear is, look, if you jump into a bubble at the right time, you can get rich. Yeah. This is why they create bubbles. Frankly. Yeah, right. Yeah. I agree, I agree with you on those completely. 2000, that crash started to crash in 2005 and led to the depression of 2008. Right, right. Great recession, if you will. Well, we're at the same place. Yeah. And if Bitcoin collapses, if it gets big enough, <laughs> And enough people get into all these cryptocurrencies and then it collapses. It can pull the whole house of cards down. Oh, yeah. I, I can already see it happening. You know, I, it just it's this free for all sort of like fire for for the wealth. And everybody is going after the weirdest stuff. Like what's the Dogecoin or whatever it's called? Dogecoin. Yeah. Dogecoin started as a joke. Yeah. I, and now. <laughs> I mean, I love doggies, but come on here. <laughs> you know, come on. That's just weird. Okay. Well, all right. So, Eileen, I don't know if you, if you, del if you, you know, delve into stocks or things like that. Now, um, I kind of look at them from afar. I kind of watch what's happening with the market and also with, with, with the astrology, you know, right. because I keep thinking with Jupiter and Pisces in Neptune's sign, that's going to bring on more pandemic stuff, isn't it? That's exactly what it's going to do. Okay. And Jupiter conjuncts Neptune Yes. Yeah. next year. Oh, God. And so there could be a resurgence. Yes. And in fact, that, that's the way the influenza worked, too. Yeah. There were waves, wave after wave, and they yeah. kept coming back. You know, so I think it's I think good that we're all getting vaccinated, which, which right. will help on some level. But it's, the variations are the ones that kill that are really kind of hard to look at. And they don't, they're not, they simply don't know. They no. know that for the most part, the vaccines are safe. They are. Yeah. You have eight, eight women got blood clots out of 7 million yeah, people right. shots. So you have to put that in perspective. I'm getting a jo anyway. Johnson & Johnson vaccine on Monday. So I was concerned. I was reading about that. I'm reading up on this stuff before I go in there and do it. Because well, that's, that's one way to make yourself crazy. <laughs> well, it is, but it's also a way to get educated about what this all means. Of you know, course, I, I'm teasing. Of I know, but you know. Have, look, Eileen, you have to be educated. Yeah, I do. Isn't that what we do? Isn't that what we do as astrologers? Yes, we do. Yeah, we read, and we read, and we read, and we read to the point where your heads are going to explode. It's already done that many, many times. Right. Yeah, you want as much information as you can get. That's right. I exactly. I was talking to one of my astrology friends last night, and I was talking to her about. Uh, some novels I thought she should. Mm -hmm. She's a bit younger than I am, and she doesn't know some of the older books. And I and I said to her, you know, most astrologers won't read the TV guide. Mm -hmm. They read astrology books. Yeah, they don't read anything else. Pretty much. And I think and I think it's a mistake. Mm -hmm. I think you need to to learn how to take that knowledge 
and integrate it into everything in life. I don't yes. separate astrology yes. from life. Yes. I recently did, and this is interesting because I joined this um, group on Facebook. Uh, it's on Sharon Tate, who was, you know, who was murdered, yeah. unfortunately, by the Manson family. But I found her extremely fascinating. Always have. And um, I was propelled to write a, up a write-up about her astrology, and it took me about four weeks to do it. Because mm -hmm. depending on how complicated the chart is, that tells you how much time you're going to be working on it. So I, I spent quite a bit of time working on it. It was about 20 pages long. And um, it made me feel as though I got closer to her, even though she's no longer here. But um, that's kind of one of the things that I tend to do is I turn my sight outwards, looking at people, looking at individuals, maybe people on the show, Celebrity of the Week or whatever it is that I do. Because I want to see how their life is playing out and what's working, what isn't working. You know, and that's, part, that's partly the psychological side of me, too. Okay, I got to take a break here. My, my producer's going, take a break, would you? Okay, I will. <laughs> okay, we're going to be right back here with the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. On Friday, Manson Mitchell welcomed Mary Lee LeBay, past life regression therapist, to talk about the soul's progression and the role of our other lives in this life. On Saturday, medium Vincent Jenner returns to discuss aspects of the spirit world, and yes, he will be taking calls in the second half of the show. Bringing you mastery and mystery one hour at a time since 2007. We are Manson Mitchell, Friday and Saturday mornings at 10 on Alternative Talk AM 1150. Talk radio with a purpose. Alternative Talk 1150. And welcome back to the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Rock. I like Alternative Rock. <laughs> okay, that was an interesting side trip to nowhere. Anyway, um, today we have on Mitchell Lewis. He's talking to us about astrology. We're talking about the pandemic, and we're going to talk a little bit like right now. We have been talking about... Uh, the latest things astrologically that will help us, you know, in future years when we're dealing with this thing. So back to you, Mitch. I'm sorry we had to interrupt you. Don't be silly. You got to pay for your time. <laughs> oh, that's true. I have to pay for the time. So anyway, okay. Commercials. So, hmm? Anyway, so here's here's another uh, topic that I've been doing some lecturing about. Uh, we talk a great deal about, you know, I, because I have so much sage and Jupiter in my chart. Yeah. Um, I always say a, a Sagittarius sees five miles down the road but can't find their glasses when they're sitting yeah, on there. Right. <laughs> and and I do show some of that. And when I do my webinars and when I'm lecturing, uh, I I tend to look down the road. Right. Of, right. Peace. Uh, to quote a song. Yeah. Rock and roll here. Um, and we're talking a great deal about Uranus and Taurus. Everybody's talking about Uranus and Taurus, and that's why Bitcoin, and that's why this and why that. Okay, well, that's true. Yeah. And it is why we are becoming more uh, involved in the internet, why it's eating us up alive, basically. It's eating up Macy's and then the malls, and, you yeah. know, Lord and Taylor's is out of business and all the rest. Yeah. Um, but there's, there's a, a, a disturbing pattern that I have found when Uranus goes through Taurus, Taurus rules our values. Mm -hmm. Uranus is radical, sudden change. And yes, right. 
So certainly what happens is our values change. Mm -hmm. uh, and they have been. Of course, you know, in our own nation, we, we're torn between the two sides and there's no middle ground anymore. It's all very yeah. radical. It's very Iranian. And yeah. So what happened was in 1767, uh, Uranus started traveling through Taurus. And it takes a long time for something to occur. Mm -hmm. we, we have very short attention spans because we only live 80, 90 years. In those days, you live 40 years. Mm -hmm. uh, and over the seven years that Uranus went through Taurus, it changed a lot of, especially in America, but also in France mm -hmm. and in a lot of places, it planted the seed. Mm -hmm. Then when Uranus went into Gemini, the seed sprouted and the American Revolution happened. Okay. America has Uranus at about uh, eight degrees. Okay. In 1851 till 1858, Uranus went through Taurus. Mm -hmm. This was when the Civil War actually began. They didn't start shooting until, guess when? Uranus went into Gemini. Went to Gemini. Okay. And during that period, uh, they talk a lot about it on MSNBC and some of the other shows, how... Congressmen would beat each other bloody with their canes on the floor of the of the house, fighting over over sort slavery. Like January sixth. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly my point. Because mm -hmm. what happens is Uranus starts to affect the undercurrent mm -hmm. stability of Taurus. Right. And and it just starts to shake things up. Mm -hmm. But it's not until it goes into Gemini that things really start to explode. Nineteen thirty four to nineteen forty two. Mm -hmm. Uranus went through Taurus. FDR creates Social Security, unemployment benefits, uh, a ruling for the banks. Uh, you know, puts electricity down in South, uh, you know, Southern America. Mm -hmm. There's one state I forget which state it is that for many years had on its license plate electricity in every county. <laughs> they, they continued <laughs> wow, to advertise it okay. through the 70s and 80s, and, and all that changed. Okay. When does America enter the Second World War? When Uranus goes into Gemini. Okay, so we're right on the precipice of that again, aren't we? Exactly my point. Yeah. And what is happening in the un in the undercurrent here is that things are changing, and they're changing in ways that we we can hint at. We see the possibilities. It's always bothered me that there are more guns in America than people. Mm-hmm. Just my personal view. I'm not telling you, you you can't have a hunting rifle, but all right, I don't want to get, again, I don't want to get into the politics of it. Yeah, but I understand what you're saying. Yeah. Right. And what's happening is, is that the seeds are being planted right now. And they could, they could manifest a lot of different ways. It doesn't have to be an American revolution again, or civil war. Right. One of the areas that has always interested me, you know, the pipeline that was recently. Right. Hats, okay, and they paid five million dollars so that they could start pumping oil. Mm -hmm. There is so much crap floating around Earth right now. Mm -hmm. Satellites that have been shot up there that they that they don't bump into each other is amazing. Yeah, thousands and thousands of them. Space junk. Right. Mm -hmm. If somebody, whoever the aliens or the Chinese or a guy in in Hong Kong or who knows, shot down a few satellites, your ATM wouldn't work. You wouldn't be able to order from Amazon. You wouldn't have trucks coming to deliver stuff. 
you wouldn't, the whole system would fall. The whole system would fall apart. Right. I get you. And it would fall apart so quickly mm -hmm. because there is nothing defending those satellites. Yeah. Now, uh, and that I'm pipeline my... thing too, it happens right. so quickly and it shut everything down, down in the, you know, the Southern United States and up into, up to where you and this, are. And this is why, this is how Uranus works. Yeah. As you know, Uranus has no patience. Does I want change? When? Now? Now. Yeah, yeah. That's it. You know, that's yeah. it. Yeah. Your house blows up. What the hell happened? Yeah, nobody Uranus even let us know. Right? Right, right. So these these are the things that I'm paying attention to uh -huh. when I do my, my mundane astrology. Okay. I'm getting ready to go back on Coast to Coast in the next couple of Oh, good for you. That'll be great. Uh, yeah, I always enjoy the show. It's 3 o'clock in the morning, so, you know, oh. I need a shot of adrenaline to stay yeah, awake. Right. But, yeah. but it's, it's always entertaining. And I, I love talking to George Nuri and, you know, whatever. Um, and I get a chance to to talk about some of these things. Mm -hmm. Also, don't I try very hard not to discuss politics. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's hard not to. I know, but well, it's hard not to. But it's there are reasons not to. You know, it's interesting what you're saying about this Taurus into to Gemini thing because it seems as though Taurus would slow down the process of Uranus anyway, where we're really looking at the values and how we hold them you know, really deeply. And then, you know, and we don't necessarily discuss it because it's something that's more personal to us. But when it goes into Gemini, then all of a sudden we want to talk about it. Not only talk about it, but act on it. Yeah. Remember, the Gemini is an active, active yeah. the third house is a very active house. Yes. The second house, Taurus is, I love Tauruses, sweet, lovely people. They're yeah. very uh, sensual. And they have great eyes, eyes for beauty. If your house is on fire, and the Taurus is sitting on the couch. They'll say, eh. when the couch catches on fire, maybe they'll get up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Gemini's don't act that way. They're, they're 10 minutes. They're down the road by the time no, the first spark. No, I'm not. I'm comfortable right now. I don't want to get up. Yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> yeah. So so essentially what Uranus going through Taurus has done is it has slowed it down. Okay, yes. Again, in the in the 1850s, to use that as, as an example, Everybody knew that America was on edge. Everybody knew that this was happening. Mm -hmm. They were having terrible battles over are we a free nation, a slave nation, back and forth, new states entering. Do they enter as slave states? You know, all of the compromises that were put together. So it did slow it down. Uh -huh. When Uranus went into Gemini, there was no more slowing it down. Yeah, right. Yeah, couldn't, everything couldn't was released out of that hold. You right. know, and it was all basically voted on at that point. You know, and the Second World War started on September first, nineteen thirty-nine, when Germany invaded Poland, mm -hmm. and England and France came to Poland's defense. Okay, but it was another almost two years before America got into the war. Right, and even though the war did progress, okay. you hear the sirens. Yeah, oh, that must be, I was going to say, that's either on your end or my end. I'm not sure which. My uncle used to say when he heard the sirens, he said, they're playing our song. <laughs> uh, you know, New York. And there are, there are like eight hospitals down the road. From oh, no so wonder. Yeah, no wonder. And during the be, pandemic, you can't imagine. I should have known it would be there. Constantly. Yeah. So, 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 again, this is this is what I'm looking at. And, and my concern is whether or not we're going to be prepared. Mm -hmm. And another issue, of course, that is coming up, two issues. One is the infrastructure. Mm -hmm. yes. America is going through its Pluto return. Yeah. Pluto, anything that is worn out, yep. outdated, 
broken needs That's to be fixed. Yeah. Waste it rules the parts of the body that remove waste from the body. Mm -hmm. The urethra, the colon, the sweat glands. Right. Um, and the infrastructure bill will be signed. They will come to some compromise. Yeah. I don't think it's going to be what Biden wants, but it's going to be, they're going to, they have no choice. Yeah. Because the true. bridges and the tunnels and the everything's rest of breaking fall. down. It's, it's about time, you know. So. I mean, in New York, we have two major tunnels, the Lincoln Tunnel and the Holland Tunnel. Uh -huh. They go under the Hudson River. Yep. They approximately 30% of America's economy goes through those two tunnels. Wow. Connects all of New England and upstate New York and all right. the rest through New Jersey to the rest of, and the trucking and all the rest of it goes back and forth. And during Hurricane Sandy, one of them was so badly damaged that they're holding it together with scotch tape. And oh, toothpaste. no. Oh, no. They were going to build a third tunnel, and Chris Christie, who was governor of New Jersey at the time, refused to do it. And so now we are stuck, and everybody sweats when they go through that. I wouldn't want to go through the tunnel. scares the hell out of me. Yeah. So all of that has to be dealt with. Yeah, it does. And the other thing is that we are on the precipice of an inflationary period. Mm -hmm. I don't think the inflation is going to get nearly as bad as people think. Yeah. Uh, there's a, a Nobel economist, uh, Paul Krugman, writes for the New York Times, very, very smart guy, and uh, really knows his stuff. I mean, he won the Nobel Prize for it. Mm -hmm. um, and he keeps writing about, he says, you're looking at it from the wrong point of view. There will be some inflation, but it's not going to be runaway inflation like it was in the 70s, mm -hmm. which is an interesting time to study also. Yes, I'm sure um, it is. Yeah, well, I'm getting a, a webinar together about the history of the financial markets. Oh, that would be, be great. And yeah. it's going to be a very long webinar, so I may split it into two parts because okay. I have so much to talk about. That's cool. But it's great to see the the patterns, the astrological patterns. Yes, that's right. And you'll, you know, you start, are you ready right. for a break? Looks yes, like I got to take it. You're right. I have to take a break. I have stuff to read here. So, Go ahead. okay, we have to take a break and we're going to do it right now. This is the Jupiter Rising show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. And this is a live read for Susan Bergstrom of the Medicare Exchange. Susan Bergstrom is a licensed agent in Washington and Oregon, helping people obtain security in their lives by providing insurance that pays for final expenses and money for transitioning after a loved one dies. Oops, got to turn the page over. Oh, here we go. Uh, sorry about that. Okay. Uh, retirement consists of lots of moving parts. She will help you with Medicare plans that best suit your needs. Medicare is not just state-specific, but it's county-specific as well. Having a lot of opportunities, she will help you narrow down your choices to one that is suitable for your health and financial needs. This includes Advantage plans, supplements, and prescription drug plans. Seniors can rely on Susan to help obtain financial security through many programs that protect seniors from market downturns and guarantee a competitive rate of return with no downside risks. Susan will also educate you in long-term care. This is an area many people do not plan for in retirement. Early planning can protect your assets and provide dignity in your later years. Susan enjoys working with people and has partnered with a Medicare exchange located in Tacoma and Lidwin, Washington. You can talk to her freely about your situation and you will know that when Susan works to make you more comfortable on all decisions that need to be made. You can contact her at 
318-938-9379 or by email at sbergstrom at americanseniorbenefits.com. Miss a show on KKNW? Check out 1150kknw.com for podcasts of many of our programs. That's 1150kknw.com. And welcome back to the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. We have on Mitchell Lewis. This is our last segment with him today. And we were just talking about everything. (laughs) So what were we talking about, sir? We're talking about the stock markets. We're talking about the pandemic. We're talking about all that uh, stuff. Right. Yeah. Redecorating your house. We were? I was asleep through that. (laughs) Well, you know, Eileen, it is all connected. Everything is connected. I know. Yeah, we yeah. we live in a in a game of dominoes where if one gets knocked over, the rest of them fall. They, yeah, right. That's right. And uh, you know, one of the predictions that I made, that I'm quite well known for, was predicting the top of the housing market, and then the crash of 08 more than a year in advance, within a week of its occurrence. Right. Right. And um, I was I was working with uh, I was doing a series of lectures at the Princeton Club, and I was working with a group called Sire. Society for the Investigation of Occurring Events. And, uh, you know, going on radio shows and whatnot. And, and the reason why I was able to make those predictions was, again, patterns, mm-hmm. recurring patterns. Um, they don't always look, you know, Saturn went across your Venus, you know, 28 years ago. It doesn't mean it's going to do the same thing to you now. That it right, right. Oh, yeah. You're no. a different person. You're looking yeah, for different things. Your problems are different. Yeah. Might be the best thing in the world. You sell your house for twelve million dollars. Yeah, you know, paid eleven dollars for it. And you know? by yourself without a guy. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> you get all the money. <laughs> That's right. Even better. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> but we are in a period of well, we all we all know that things are a little unstable. Just a wee bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, we see it, you know, in every every aspect. Of mm-hmm. it. Um, and it wouldn't take much to tumble, you know, Mm-mm. right now, Joe Biden has very good approval rating. Yeah. Things could change. that. Yes, it could. I think he's on very tenuous ground. He has to be very careful on how he steps through it. You know, well, he also he also barely has a majority mm-hmm. in Congress and sometimes not even. Yeah. If Joe Manchin or one of the other Democrats decides. So it is a very, very uh, uh, precarious uh, moment. Right. Um, for our nation. And economically, see, look, you know, as they say, it's the economy, stupid, or as I like to say, it's the stupid economy. <laughs> yeah. And if, if, if the stock market is up, look, this is why Donald Trump acted the way he did. Mm-hmm. He didn't care about anything else. Make the stock market go up and I'll get reelected. Yeah. yeah he was right. It. He was right. One of the reasons why he didn't get reelected, one of them, is because the market's crashed. Yeah. It's and pandemic. also the pandemic. That was well, the big one. Big. Yeah, but the pandemic created the crash of the market. Oh, oh, that's a good point. Okay. All right. And in fact, in January, what? in January, the markets, huh, one of the commodities that I love to, to look at is oil. Mm-hmm. Uh, I traded it. I, I know a great deal about about it. I don't know anything about digging oil out of the ground. I know what the futures look like. And in around, I'm trying to remember if it was January, February, March, somewhere in there, 
oil went below zero. I remember that. The oil companies were paying you to take the oil away. It cost them more money to keep it in their their tanks than it was worth. Yeah, I mean, and it's never, like you could drive up to a gas station and just pump your gas and then drive off, you know, type of thing. Well, it's free. Right. Yeah. It was. And, and uh, when I do the webinar, if you, you know, if you sit in on it, I'll show you the whole history of oil. And okay. blah. Uh, it's it's fascinating. Absolutely fascinating how it works. In fact, in my next murder mysteries is my commercial. Uh, I, I write a series of murder mysteries with an astrology detective. That's cool. Detective agency books. And there are three out on Poison Pen. I'm finishing the fourth one now and editing it. Um, this one is all about Wall Street. Okay. Because our detective made his money trading commodities. Hey, write about what you know. Mm-hmm. And now, because of circumstances, he has to go back down to Wall Street to find out who killed him. Okay. Uh, and oil and the marijuana business and things like that come into it. Mm-hmm. Um, marijuana, by the way, is another interesting uh, topic. Another Neptune thing. Yeah, very Neptunian. And uh, with Jupiter entering into Pisces, yes. we are now legalizing marijuana in New York State. Yeah. Whoever guys thought that way, would happen. Way ahead of us, you know. Yeah. Well, we've been, uh, ours has been legalized here for a long time. But oh, we're, yeah, we're yeah. a very liberal state. Oh. Right. But it's, 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 it's interesting because uh, some of this, one of the stocks that I've been trading is CGC. It's a Canadian company called mm. Cannabis Corp. CGC tumbled all the way to $11 a share. And I, I bought a bunch of it, told everybody, no, buy it, buy it. Ran up to 53 or $54 a share. Nice. And I grabbed my money and I ran like, a, as they say, a thief in the night. And I was thrilled with the trade. And then it went back down again, because that's what happens with stocks. And so I bought it. And now what's happening is that it's kind of going like this. And that's because the Canadian companies are now going to have competition from the American companies. America is finally going to allow banks to take deposits from marijuana companies mm-hmm. and they're going to be able to you know and it's it's all going to open up and eventually yeah, they will the legalize economy it is opening up level. because of the pandemic basically opening well things yeah up. because well again bubbles bubbles and busts when the economy slows down we create a new bubble mm-hmm. this is what we did to the housing market this is what they did with the dot-com companies right this is what they're doing with cryptocurrencies okay and this may be what happens with marijuana. It happened on a small scale, mm-hmm. but it hasn't gone completely full full steam ahead yet. But if the whole world decides marijuana is now legal, it's going to be a bigger cash crop than cotton. Yeah, right now. And because it's still on demand and not really that legal, the prices are pretty high on it. You know, so if it much gets... lower than they used to be, but they are still very high. Yeah. An interesting thing. Look, look, I, you know, not to. To, to air my dirty laundry, but I, I always enjoyed the commodity mm-hmm. when it was illegal. Now that it's legal, I have less interest in it. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe because it's I just wanted to say, you know, screw you. Yeah. The, the There's something about the, you know, the getting, getting, obtaining something that's illegal that's just so exciting. It's exciting. Yeah. Or run into a phone booth on the corner of Thirteenth. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Now in New York, you can smoke it on the street. Yeah, right. Uh, you can smoke it anywhere. You can smoke tobacco. Yeah. You can't smoke it in a park. Interesting. You can get a ticket for a hundred bucks if you smoke it. Okay. 
So anyway, these are just some of the things that I think are all interconnected. Yep. Yep. That's all going to be. Pandemic changed a lot of things, changed the way we do a lot of things. And Netflix and Amazon and all these stocks exploded. Mm -hmm. And the day that they announced that they had a vaccine that worked, all those stocks, stocks tumbled. Wow. And now if you pay attention, the NASDAQ has been getting creamed. Mm -hmm. Yes, it is. Yeah. It actually dropped into correction territory 10, 15 percent mm-hmm. while the S&Ps and the Dow are going up. Mm-hmm. Now they're all going kind of, you know, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. sideways. Yeah. But we're we're entering post pandemic America. OK. Even if sense. there's another wave, it's going to be different. It's, it's going, going to be, be minor. Different. Yeah, it's going to be minor. And, compared yeah, to and the vaccine seemed to work. And, yep, you know, and I can go and eat in an Italian restaurant now and, you know, take That's my mask wonderful off. wonderful for you. I mean, it's, you God, really it's... miss those things when you can't do them, you know. Um, One of the other stocks that, I, that I'm invested in and more and more heavily is AMC. Oh. Okay. Movie company. Okay. I bought it, I bought it originally at $2 a share. Mm-hmm. Read it, ran it up to twenty dollars a share again. I ran over to my TD account on my computer and it sells, sells, sells. Sell, sell. Took them an hour and a half to sell it because of what's happening. But I made a lot of money. It dropped back down to about seven bucks. I bought it back again, and now it's climbing up again. Yeah, people want to go back to the movies. Yeah, they do. So yeah, do. anyway, that's going to again. Open it's up all too. all interconnected. Yeah, it is. It's you know, it's amazing to watch everything starting to open up again. And we're very excited. Thank you very much, Nathan. I really, I was just about to ask you that. We have three minutes to go. So anyway, um, is there anything you want? Uh, let me say, let me just have you give your address where people can get a hold sure. of you. Well, my website is MitchAstro.com. Isn't it used to be and, Jupiter uh, Rising? Well, it's it's both. Oh, okay. I own both domain names. Jupiter okay. Rising, uh, my, my webmaster chose that because he also has a SID. So he, he grabbed that name. I think I told you there's a rock band called Jupiter Rising. Yes, I know. I, I just thought that was so funny when I saw it was that. very funny. Yeah. And uh, my email is Mitch Astro at AOL. So okay. I've been using the Mitch Astro name for decades. Okay. So when you got something works, you stick with it. That's right. Well, I'm right um, behind you with the Jupiter Rising. And by the murder mysteries. Uh, they're, they're a lot of fun. They're, they're what they call cozy murder mysteries. Although how murder can be cozy, I don't know. But that's what they call them. When they well, f- them. In, in New York, it's cozy. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh well, my God. You know, we'll, we'll sit in front of the fire, murder a few relatives. What the, oh, well, what the heck? Do. Yeah, right. So, well, thank you, Mitch, for being with us today. It was my fabulous pleasure. as usual. We'll have you on again really soon. I love having my group of astrologers that I have on. They're all wonderful, and you're one of the best. You really thank are. Thank you so much, Eileen. It's great to see you. Thank you. You look terrific. Thank you. I love reading what you post on Facebook. and. You know. Oh, yeah, of course. Yep. So anyway, I've got to take out, take off because we have to t- sign off here in just about a minute. So thank right you ahead. again. Okay. Take care of yourself. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay. So anyway, uh, next on the, uh, where's my thing here? Okay. We are going to uh, do the upcoming events. I have uh, the upcoming event, Pizza Casa on Sunday. Or Monday, actually. We're going to phase three again. All the states or all the uh, counties are going to phase three on Tuesday, which means it's going to expand the ability to have more people in their restaurant. So anyway, I'm on there on Mondays from about seven until, no, four till about seven. I'll be there doing reading. So let's see what else is going on. Also, if you want to get a reading from me, you can contact me at 206-816-0546. 
And let's see. And also we have, um, you can also get one of the uh, the books by, by Matt Shea, which is The Barrel Full of Monkeys. And there I'm in books one and two. I read a story out of each one of those. And you can get a hold of me at EileenGrimes.com. And next, we're, we're leaving. Okay, so next week it is the, the uh, show with Michelangelo. We are doing Richard Wagner next week. It's our musical show. We're so excited because he's awesome. So anyway, you guys have a great week, and we will see you all next week here on the Jupiter Rising Show.